This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. I seriously love BetterHelp so much. They're one of my favorite sponsors, and I will tell you why I love them so much. When I started this podcast, I was going through a really rough time. I'm talking drug relapse, drug addiction, drug abuse, relationship issues, anxiety, depression. I was going through one of the craziest moves of my life, so therapy really helped me get through a lot of that. And online therapy is, in my opinion, even better than going to a therapist's office because, let's face it, our lives have changed the last year or so, and I just feel like online therapy is the best way to go. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist, and you can start communicating with them in less than 48 hours. They really do match you with, with a therapist so quickly. It takes, in my case, less than 24 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online. And there's a broad range of expertise available, which might not really be locally available in all areas. The service is available for clients worldwide, and it's super easy to access your account. You can log in, you can send a message to your counselor really at any time you want, and you'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, whatever you prefer. I like to do phone sessions sometimes because sometimes I like to, to go on a walk when I, go on, when I do my therapy sessions. It's really up to you. Traditional therapy can come with kind of a stressful energy attached to it. So I really love how BetterHelp is really controlled by the, the patient. If you want to connect with your therapist and communicate something with them, they have a journal feature, which I absolutely love. This journal feature has the option of sharing your journal entries with your therapist, but if you want to keep them totally uh, private and anonymous towards yourself, you don't have to share them with your therapist. But I really like this feature because for many of us, starting fresh with a new therapist gives us a lot of anxiety and it can trigger us. Um, so if you feel like that, you're not alone. I felt the same exact way because let's face it, a new therapist has to ask questions and try to get on the same page as where their client is. And sometimes rehashing our, our history of trauma and all the details can become kind of exhausting and a little bit annoying. So what I do when I start with a new therapist, like I did on BetterHelp, is I use the journal feature and I wrote kind of a lengthy email explaining to the therapist where what I've been through in the last few years, where I'm at right now, what I'm looking for in therapy, and what kind of therapy I've done, what kind of therapy I'm interested in, and what I'd like um, out of a therapist. So this is super important. If starting with a brand new therapist gives you panic or anxiety or stress, this is the most stress-free approach you could possibly do. I love how they matched me with someone with the experience and qualifications that I asked for. I personally asked for a therapist who had some experience with eating disorders, depression, and relationship trauma. Once BetterHelp matched me with my therapist, she messaged me right away and then I scheduled my first session with her for that week. The process is easy, effortless, and stress-free. BetterHelp is more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and financial aid is available. So if you're going through a hard time right now, and let's face it, so many of us are, whether it's emotional turbulence, depression, anxiety, relationship issues, LGBTQ issues, Whatever it is, body image, self-esteem, BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit betterhelp.com vibe. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, 
and join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Vibe Within listeners, you get 10% off of your first month of online counseling at betterhelp.com vibe. That's betterhelp.com slash vibe betterhelp.com slash vibe go start online therapy dm me on instagram let me know how it's going and i hope that you get the help the support and the healing that you deserve I could let you have it, you could be my heaven, you could be my woman, right? I don't want you having Anytime I know you're listening in the home. Anytime I know I could let you have it, you could be my Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to the Vibe Within Podcast. I'm your host, Gab Cohen, and this song, I love this song. It is such a chill, like, vacation summer song. It's by Still Boozy, and it's called Habit. I wasn't feeling the intro this week, so this is my intro, and I hope that you like this song. It's super chill. It's kind of an old song, but I love it. So I am sitting on my couch in my Airbnb. Tomorrow is my last night here in Tulum. So um, I was riding my bike back to my Airbnb after I was at the beach and I was just kind of feeling like, damn, like I feel kind of lonely. <laughs> and I was, I was feeling that energy when I was at the beach, but it was a good beach day. Like there was a bunch of people there. I feel like the energy sometimes in Mexico can be kind of heavy and dark and Tulum is one of those places that is always circulating with new people there's new people coming in there's people leaving there's there's new people coming here every single day so I think that's why the energy is so different every single day here because you can kind of and you see the same people too like I've been seeing some of the same people at the beach um, because I hang out at like the same spot and um it's interesting just to kind of like be around some of the same people and you know like I was at the beach and I just started to feel like waves of of happiness because I was kind of feeding and, and absorbing all of the energy that was around me you know everybody was drinking and you know the people next to me had some they were playing some you know, old school hip hop, like Ashanti and fucking Ja Rule and like Nelly. And they were just playing like all these hits that like were fucking nourishing my soul. And I was like, yo, can you like turn that up? Because I I couldn't really hear it where I was at. And they were like, just, just come on over. Just, you know, just come closer. We can't turn it up um, anymore. So I just did that. And it was just like, yeah, sure. I'll come closer to you. You know what I mean? Like, um, I feel like everybody was on the beach where I was at was open and the energy was nice and everybody was socializing and, you know, COVID is still a thing, but there's tons of COVID testing, uh, buses around here and COVID testing spots. And I actually got tested today. Um, and I'm negative. (laughs) So yay, I don't have COVID. Um, but I already knew I didn't because I've been very kind of still isolated while I've been here. The only thing that I've done that I've been around people is the Temescal sweat lodge ceremonies. So, um, yeah, I don't have COVID. Awesome. You have to get a COVID test at least two days, um, or two days before you get on a plane back to the United States. So every country has their own kind of laws or whatever. But I wanted to come on here and just kind of talk about some things that I've been, you know, kind of feeling and messages from spirit. And I don't know if you guys ever watched the, the movie Into the Wild, but that movie really, really, like, affected me uh I saw it when I was like a senior in high school and every time I rewatch it it always hits me a little it stings you know because the message is so 
it's so real and like basically at the end of the movie spoiler alert if you haven't seen it this is what the ending is um about but it's basically he writes as he's dying because he eats some poisonous berries that he didn't know were poisonous and he's realizing that he is dying in this bus all alone because he was you know on this trip all alone he he didn't want to be part of society anymore he left his family he burned his money it's a really good movie so if you haven't seen it go see it but um he basically writes uh happiness is only real when shared and I've been thinking a lot about that, honestly, because whenever I solo travel, this theme comes back into my mind where it's like, wow, I'm so grateful and I'm so happy that I'm able to travel alone and I'm able to, you know, get a hotel and get an Airbnb and whatever and, you know, take a break from reality. Um, But there are moments during solo travel that are very emotional and isolating and I want to say even if you're even when I've not been single or even when I've been in in a serious relationship I've felt so isolated and lonely even when I was in my serious relationship with my ex who for some odd reason I am missing while I'm here and I know that it's only because I'm lonely and it's only because of this kind of thought of is is happiness only real when shared and it's like to an extent maybe that's true but I think true happiness and true contentment can only come from within the the Sanskrit term santosha literally translates to contentment from within and I think you know COVID has definitely shocked us all into this this place of being alone um, and having to be okay with being alone whether you're whether you have a lot of friends or whether you're in a relationship or not it's really it's really tested the waters of how okay we feel in solitude um and so I know deep down why I'm missing my ex and it's not because I actually miss him it's because this idea of sharing happiness and and it you know because it is true to an extent when you're happy it feels really good to extend that happiness outward to other people because then it comes back to you so it's like a constant mirror and constant bouncing of back and forth of that energy. And it's like, I think when I, because the same exact fucking thing happened the last time I was in Tulum, I got my own Airbnb. It was like my own little tiny apartment for the first few days. And, and I, you know, I've been living with roommates for years. So I think it hits me when I, when I go on these solo trips and I, you know, have these spaces to myself and I'm like, oh, wow, I'm single. I'm really single and I'm really alone. Um, but I don't feel that loneliness until I have my own place. Um, I have the freedom. And that's why I went on this trip, because I was starting to lose my mind. I was starting to go crazy living at my mom and my stepdad's as grateful as I am that I can kind of live with them and save money, I have to be real with myself and I have to like, I just have to be real with myself because when I'm in that living environment for too long, usually three months, I start to lose my shit. I start to get severely depressed. I start having anger attacks. I start punching pillows. I start, I start feeling like a psychopath. And I start making steps backwards when I don't have that freedom. I don't have that space to, you know, vibrate at my true authentic energy, which is what I feel here in, in Tulum and in, because in, I have my own space and I have the freedom to do what I want. I can ride my bike to the beach. I, I really forgot how important it is for me to get by the beach and get by the ocean and get in the sun because for me that is the most potent medicine especially for healing my autoimmune stuff there's just something about the sand the ocean the sun 
and and movement but finding movement that is that's right for my body like not just working out at the gym and doing weights and cardio because I feel like that's what I should do because in reality it was actually working against me um and I'm going to talk a little bit more about that in in the next episode that I'm releasing my episodes are kind of jumbled as far as timing goes because I recorded an episode last week and it's going to come out after this one but I just feel like it'll make more sense but um so when I step into these spaces when I'm traveling alone um or even with people you know like I've traveled I've gone on trips the last trip I went went to Bali with these people I met and I still felt very very alone there Um, I wasn't drinking. I wasn't partying while I was there. That's when I was first starting to like get into the sober kind of life. And I felt very alone and isolated. And I think it hits me like a wall when I finally get into these nice Airbnbs. And it's like, you know, it's just nice. It's nice. I love hotels. I love Airbnbs. I love how I have a fucking nice ass bed and a flat screen and a couch right now and like a nice kitchen you know it's just like and I have like a bathtub out outside on the patio that I'm gonna I'm gonna take a bath tonight it's like all of these things I'm super super grateful for but I I realize wow yeah it it would be really nice to share this with someone right Like, how dope would that be to share this awesome experience of riding bikes to the beach and, you know, watching Netflix in this comfortable bed after a nice long day at the beach or taking a shower together? Um, I just, it's almost like I feel like those moments of intimacy that I used to have, like, with my ex is like a past life. And, like, it's not ever going to happen again. Like, it's so unattainable. Like, that was just a one-time thing. (laughs) And I know that that's crazy. And I know that um, that is just a belief that I have that's false. But it's, I mean, I've been been single since 2017. So that's, what, five years? Um, And, yeah, I've hooked up here and there. But I've also been celibate now for two years. And I don't consider the closure that I had with my ex in Miami, which I talked about in a previous episode. Um, If you haven't listened to it, it's the episode called Just Waiting for Your Pete Davidson. Um, I talked about my my closure that I had with my ex in Miami, and it was it was just really shitty. It was just really shitty. Um, Definitely wasn't the closure that I had hoped for and I think that's why I miss him sometimes but I don't miss him I miss the idea of him and how I wish he could have lived up to his potential and my expectations and I know that having expectations in relationships is not you can't really do that um but now I feel like um you know yeah, it just it just sucks. Like I I get super super lonely, but then I have to remember and I and I I snap back to reality and I'm like, "But wait, I love my alone time. I I need my alone time to recharge my batteries. Like I am a true introvert and, you know, even when I was at the beach um before I came back here to to record this, you know, just being around a bunch of people. Nobody was talking to me. I was just sitting there and just kind of observing and watching. And even it got to the point where I was like, all right, I got to get out of here because everybody around me is drinking. Um, I feel kind of out of place. I started to get in my head. I started to feel like I was, I could stick, I was sticking out like a sore thumb. And I know that that's also a false belief that I have. Nobody's at the beach looking at me saying, oh, that girl, you know, that, that girl doesn't belong here. You know what I mean? Like nobody is fucking thinking that, but for some reason I think that I, people can tell when I'm uncomfortable or people can tell when I'm in my head and everybody at the beach are complete strangers. Nobody knows me at all. So, you know, but it was also getting like, everybody was partying around me. So I I needed to be real with myself and you know, sobriety is going to feel lonely at times. It just is. And 
the journey of sobriety is returning to purity and honoring our actual desires, our actual cues of what we want, what we like, what we enjoy. Because when alcohol and drugs are involved, it it really dampens our true authentic like code of what we actually like and what we dislike. We will do things that we actually dislike because we're drunk or on drugs. Um, I've been listening to the Ken Page. Ken Page's podcast is called The Deeper Dating Podcast. And he literally says, you know, if you're drunk, you cannot trust yourself on how you feel about someone. Plain and simple. You cannot be intoxicated or on drugs and make decisions about if this person is for you, if their energy aligns with your energy, if they're on the same level as you, you have to be sober to do that. And the reason why all of my relationships in my past went sour, turned into toxic relationships or, you know, emotionally abusive, manipulative, physically abusive, sexually kind of abusive, it's because it was built on drugs and alcohol. It was built on rocks. There's no foundation in that. So I have to keep reminding myself that in those moments of, of missing my ex or wishing that I had a partner or wishing, you know, that I wasn't single, it's like, nah, bitch, you actually, I actually really do enjoy being single. I fucking, I fucking love this. But I think there are moments where I just know that I need to start integrating and start, you know dating start talking to people on dating apps just for shits and giggles just to get myself out there and last weekend a week ago I was on the beach and I met this guy um his name's Sebastian and him and I clicked right away and it's really funny because he was like hey can I come sit with you because there was like a big group of people like topless girls they were like playing like horrible horrible club music um on the beach and he was like do you mind if I move my stuff over to where you're sitting and I was like yeah that's fine and we started talking and (laughs) right away he tells me oh I'm on a mega dose of psilocybin and LSD and I was like oh shit that's fucking awesome you know and we just kind of clicked right away so we just started talking about all sorts of spiritual shit all sorts of theories and I mean I couldn't really tell that he was tripping, but, you know, apparently he was, and he was teaching me about master numbers, and he was telling me that how, how I'm a master number 33, um, I'm not sure if you guys are in, are into numerology, but, uh, you just add up your birth date, basically, and I am a master number 33, and he was going, he was going crazy about how important that is, I guess, and how important master numbers are, which um, are 11, 22, and 33. Um, I'm still learning about this stuff, but he was making me feel so much better about how, where I'm at in my, in my life, like just where I'm at. Um, it started to make sense when he told me, you know, I'm very empathetic. I, I feel, I feel things for people. I am very easily, um, you know, disturbed. My, my emotions are very, very fragile. I, I, I have psychic abilities, clairvoyant abilities. These are all things I knew, but he was really clarifying a lot of this. And the things he was saying was just like, you know, it, it just seemed like he knew me for years, the things he was saying to me. So it was really awesome meeting him. And then he came to the Temescal. I, we went to an, I went to another one the, the day after that, last Sunday, and he came, and it was an, an amazing experience. This episode is brought to you by Viva Products. Viva makes sex toys, and they are amazing. There's a massive stigma surrounding female sexuality. You know, we're made to feel ashamed and embarrassed for mentioning anything that has to do with our sex lives, especially when it comes to self-pleasure or masturbation. And what I've come to realize in my healing journey, I have been really trying to heal and reclaim my sexuality 
because growing up, I felt very ashamed of self-pleasure. And when you have sexual trauma or you've had toxic sex, you know, whether it is big T trauma, small T trauma, we have all kind of had those experiences that left emotional wounds on us and our sexuality. And this affects women everywhere. And it can lead us to feeling lonely or isolated at times, especially when we're experiencing, you know, those, those blockages when it comes to our sexuality and healing. No woman should feel judged for their sexuality or self-pleasure. What I've come to realize in my healing journey is that orgasms and self-pleasure is medicine for the body and for the soul. And not only does it help the body heal and feel that sense of bliss and physical pleasure, but it can also help regulate the hormones. And I didn't realize this for a while, but I'm starting to realize how connected self-pleasure and orgasms are to regulating my cycle and just feeling better emotionally. If you've been listening to my podcast for a while, then you know part of my sexual healing journey has been celibacy and abstaining from sex to heal the toxic wounds that I've absorbed from sex. But now Viva has been helping me reclaim my sexuality, my self-pleasure, and it's really made me ask myself, why do I feel so uncomfortable owning a sex toy or watching porn or self-pleasuring or giving myself orgasms? There's seriously nothing wrong with that. And the human body needs to feel good and needs to experience those pleasures in order to thrive. Viva has been changing my life ever since I started using their vibrator and it has a clitoral sucker as well and it really gets the job done quick efficient and I just can't recommend it enough. If you'd like to go and purchase any of their products, you can use code GAB40 at checkout for 40% off. And you can go over to their website at vivaproducts.com.au and you can use discount code GAB40, that's G-A-B-40 for 40% off of your purchase. So enjoy. Let me know how you like your sex toy. DM me. Let me know how it is going. It is changing my life and I highly recommend it. So it's time to sexually heal. It's time to reclaim our sexuality and our self-pleasure and feel amazing. So yeah, that really opened me up to masculine energy that experience meeting him and it's no coincidence that the next day uh, a guy a man um, scheduled an hour-long healing session with me and um, you know that rarely happens I have had healing sessions with men but very very sparingly it's mostly women that I've worked with and the healing session that I that I did with this guy um, a a couple days ago, a couple nights ago, was super, super intense. I mean, I, I guided him through a meditation, through breath work, visualization. I guided him through some yoga. Um, we did some, some sounds. We we released a lot of energy through like big sighs and chanting and primal sounds. Then we then we pulled some tarot and it was a really amazing hour-long session and I feel like he really released a lot. Um, so that cracked me open to how important it is for me to kind of start really kind of gearing and shifting my gears of my healing sessions and my tarot sessions to and my yoga sessions to men because I feel like I you know, all the women that I've, that I've connected with on my healing sessions and my tarot sessions, it's like we have a connection right away. And with men, I feel like I, I have an easy time connecting with them as well. Um, it's just, it's just different. Um, so if you are a man and you listen to this podcast and you feel like you have been repressing your emotions, because let's face it, society and the patriarchy and just just every everything everyone is just so 
quick to tell men that they can't feel a certain way, they that they can't express like anger or even happiness and joy. Like when a guy cries, it's like you know they they're labeled as too emotional or too much or gay or whatever, or too when they're feminine, and that is like traumatizing. And I feel like we're at the point. 2020 was such an intense year. I feel like men are wanting to kind of delve into their feminine energy, not in like an overly feminine way, but just like, I feel like men are ready to be real with women I and, and men. I think men are ready to be real in general, just to be more vulnerable, to talk about how they feel, to go to therapy. There have been a lot of guys who have hit me up on Instagram who say, who have said, you know, I don't, I don't want to go to therapy. Like I'm not ready. You know, I, I just, I'm not ready to go to therapy. What can I do? And in that case, I, I tell them to maybe get my meditation course because the meditations that I've recorded are kind of like therapy sessions, like they're guided visualizations, um, meditations with binaural beats behind them. And there's also like 10, um, worksheets of, creative writing and journaling prompts so that's a great way to break the seal and pop your cherry and like get into therapy Um, but if you're wanting one-on-one connection with someone but you're just kind of intimidated and don't want to get a therapist right away um, I could be the gateway for you honestly I've been in therapy for years and I'm not a therapist I'm not anywhere near a therapist but I, I have been teaching yoga and meditation for over six years um and you know yin yoga and meditation were some of my favorite classes to teach when I was teaching in Miami and Philly and I miss it so much and so if you are you know man woman whatever gender you identify as everybody deserves support help connection because without connection you start to feel crazy without without really letting go and releasing your emotions and being real with yourself, you start to feel insane. You start to feel, um, you start to feel like your body is shutting down. Honestly, I felt like my body was starting to shut down when I was living in Tampa. You know, it started to get to the point where my digestion was so fucked up. My inflammation was so fucked up. I was depressed. I was anxious. I was having anxiety attacks pretty much. I was lashing out on my mom. I was you know, just not in a good headspace. And even though I was going to therapy, um, I needed to break out of that. I needed to break out of that like living situation. And I feel like that's, that's also part of like me kind of being real with myself and understanding like my boundaries and my needs. You know, it's not selfish of me to need to take three weeks away from family it's actually it's actually saving my sanity and the relationship with my mom and my stepdad when I can take breaks away from them. Um, so yeah, I let me be your gateway. You can um, schedule a an hour long healing session with me. We do again. We do meditation, um, tarot tarot cards. We do breath work. We do some stretching and yoga. We do some talk support like you know, whatever you need. It's not like I, I come into it and I'm like, all right, this is what we're going to do. 10 minutes of this ten, Like, no, it's, it's literally just whatever you need. And I hold space for you and I create a safe space for you to feel safe, to fucking express your emotions, scream, cry, um, curse, yell, fucking shake, dance, move, whatever we need to do, we will do it and we'll do it together. And that's what the healing sessions are about. So, um, and you know, to segue into what I want to talk about next is transitions. You know, I'm realizing how important it is to have alone time and not be overbeared by living with my family the reason why I'm living with family right now is to focus on my health and to save money, to get back on my feet financially. Um, you know, I really miss teaching yoga and 
I've realized being here in Tulum that I haven't really been living in my my purpose fully. I feel like I am with the podcast. I feel like I am with what I share on Instagram because I'm always trying to share, you know, energies and trying to help people learn about therapy stuff and mental health stuff and psychology and, you know, figuring out how we can cope with our emotions and autoimmune stuff. And I'm just, you know, sharing everything that I'm learning in therapy as well that I feel like would help you guys. But what I'm realizing is that I really want to move back to Miami. And the reason I want to is because I feel like I really left a piece of my heart there. And I miss teaching. I miss, you know, I miss my life there. I miss, I had a life. I had friends. I had jobs. I had, everything was there. And um, I'm, I'm figuring out my next kind of transition and I'm looking for a furnished sublet for the summer in Miami, but it it has to be by the beach because there would be really no point in me moving back to Miami if it's going to involve me not being close to the beach because the reason I want to go to Miami is one, yes, to teach yoga and I can get around via Lyft, Uber, bike, walking, but being here in Tulum has made me realize how important the beach is for me. And I cannot imagine living at home and being landlocked without a car, without being close to the ocean, no friends. I mean, I, I, I have a few friends in Riverview where I live with my with my mom, but I never really see them. And as much as I would love to be super extroverted right now and go on dates and meet people off hinge or whatever there's still a huge block that's blocking me right now and there are a lot of cool dudes that I've met on hinge that I would you know like to meet in in person but I have to be honest with myself and I I like to to call this like the silver platter energy the silver platter method and Ken Page talks about this too on his podcast and he's like where is your heart actually calling you like where is your where is your heart calling you for intimacy because i can be honest with myself i don't feel intimacy or happiness when i'm stuck at my mom's every day um i start going crazy and i felt a sense of belonging when I was living in Miami, especially when I was teaching at Equinox and Exhale and just the energy there and the power there. Um, So if you live in Miami or you know of someone who is renting out their apartment um, by the beach, preferably, um, it, it needs to be furnished. I just need at least to have a bed and maybe a desk. But um yeah, let me know. I really want to spend the whole summer there, June, July, August, maybe September, because I, I, in order for me to integrate and really heal, I can't trap myself in the same living situations that are making me go crazy. You know, like that just doesn't make sense. I think it's okay to live at my mom's for a month here, two months there, maybe three months, but three months is the, is the cap for me, really. That's when I start losing it. Um, you know, and I, I've been getting stressed out because I feel like there's so many scams in Miami and also prices are getting so incredibly high there because everybody's raising their prices because of COVID. And, um, you know, I can't afford like a $2,000 apartment. It, it's just, that's just not how it is for me. I wish it was, but it's not. Um, my, my budget is pretty low, but I have confidence in myself that I'll be able to find something. And I also have to be real with myself. Like there's always options. There's, you know, there's plan A, B, C, D, all the way to Z. And there's always a way to figure shit out. Like I was, you know, thinking on my bike ride, um, And at the beach is when I usually have these epiphanies come through is like, oh, if I can't find a furnished sublet for the entire summer, then maybe I could get just a month long Airbnb, just a month, 
you know? And I was talking to somebody at the beach the other day and he was saying, you know, when you stay in an Airbnb for a month, um, you can ask the host to, hey, can I extend my stay here? Um, and can you lower the price a little bit if I extend my stay? And usually he said that they say yes because that means that they don't have to, to worry about cleaning yet and they don't have to worry about finding another another Airbnb, you know. It just makes it makes it a lot easier for the host because they're just like straight making money and they're just like staying making money. So yeah, I think that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna get like a month long Airbnb. That's that's worst case scenario, but honestly, like is that worst case scenario? Um because like subletting is finding like the perfect sublet is like really hard. But there are. There are sublets, especially in Miami Beach, because it's very touristy and Something else I've realized is that it's really important when we are healing and we are integrating to create brand new, fresh experiences that don't remind us of past experiences or past phases of our lives. Because yes, I miss Miami. And yes, I could probably find a cheap as fuck, not cheap as fuck, but a cheaper um, sublet in like, you know, Wynwood or Alapata. But that's where I lived before. That's where I lived in 2019. So why would I do that again? Why would I why would I retrace my steps and put myself in the same energy or the same living environment that I lived in that has trauma attached to it? It would definitely remind me of my ex if I put myself in that scenario. So integration is also about change. It's about really just putting yourself in a new environment and I've never lived by the beach. Like, I've never, yeah, like, I've never, actually, okay, in Fort Lauderdale, I I could ride my bike to the beach. When I was, when I was in art school, I could ride it to the beach, but it was, like, a 25-minute bike ride, and I did it. I did it. I fucking bartended and waitressed at the beach, and I would go to the beach a lot. Like, I would go to the beach, like, five days a week, even though I was in school. Um... <sighs> So yeah, I mean, it's just I I feel like I'm I'm my best self when I'm when I'm able to go to the beach. There's just something about going to the beach, getting dirty, getting sandy, coming home, taking a shower, making tea, you know, doing your rituals. It's like that is just so healing. Like I I understand why old people retire and buy a place right by the beach because it is the most healing thing. I understand why people pay so much money to live in a condo on the beach. I fucking get it, dude. I get it. Like, if I had the money, I would do it. Um, but there are, you know, cheaper places that are by the beach that are, you know, not, they're not super, super nice. They're kind of crappy, but I don't really care because it's just a short sublet and it's just temporary. And I know that I'm doing it for my mental health. Um, the money thing does stress me out, but I was having a really good therapy session with my therapist a couple days ago, and she was saying, you know what, it's just a few months you're looking for a sublet or whatever, and this is an investment in your mental health. This is an investment in your recovery. This is an investment in your well-being because you know that you're going to be depressed and anxious living at home the whole summer and feeling like you're missing out, feeling like you're missing your friends, feeling like you're missing out on teaching yoga, then it's a fucking investment. And investing requires money, you know? It requires money. And um, the older I get, the more I'm realizing that investing in my mental health is probably the most important thing. I don't buy clothes anymore. I don't buy shit. I spend all my money on groceries and therapy and this Airbnb. Like, I don't fucking buy anything anymore. Even on this trip, I have not bought anything. I haven't bought any, like, expensive, fancy meals. I go to the grocery store. I live like a fucking local. I am frugal as fuck because I'm trying to save money. I'm trying to, like, create a new life for myself. So, you know, it's really important to to be real, to be serious, um, even on vacation, it's about finding that balance of enjoying life but not digging yourself into a hole and then regretting. I'm trying to 
really embrace having more fun and, and enjoying life because I feel like a lot of us millennials can can get so wrapped up in work mode, productivity, work, 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 and then we forget because we're so stressed out about money, right? And we're so stressed out about student loans and student debt and, and just everybody's in debt, man. It's fucking ridiculous. But at the same time, we forget that we have a life in front of us that we have to live. And I could sit at my mom's all summer and save money um, with my mental health, you know, disintegrating after a couple months. Or I can invest and get an Airbnb or get a sublet for a few months and invest in my emotional health and my mental health and, you know teach at Equinox again because I emailed my manager and she was like yeah just let us know when you're back we'll we'll figure it out even if I were to teach like one or two classes a week at Equinox it would change my life it would change my energy it would reconnect me with people again and also another reason why I want to move back is because I have all my my students there who would probably want to do private sessions with me if I had my own space, I could host healing circles. I could do healing sessions in person, not just virtually, but and in person. You know, um, healing sessions are just as good virtually, I think, because it's in the comfort of your home. But there are people in Miami that I would love to connect with again in, in the physical realm and teach and help and be with and it's just time. It's just time. And I think that this trip has really made me realize how much I miss people and how much, how alone I really was at my mom's. And I love my mom to death and I love my cats and I love being there, but, um, and I'm grateful to be there, but I have to be real with myself and I have to really understand where I feel the best with who do I feel the best and I need to start making these new experiences to help integrate and heal so you know to kind of bring it full circle and and wrap this up and make this a shorter episode today um, is happiness only real when shared yes and no um, Yes, in the sense of, you know, we can't just be alone all the time and expect to be very happy, but yoga, Buddhism, um, spirituality in general teaches us to find that happiness and be able to, to, to reach the, the wells within us of happiness doesn't matter who's around us you know we can't always rely on people to make us happy and we can't always rely on a perfect living situation or a vacation to make us happy either and I know that I can't rely on these things just to make me happy but what I do know is that um if you can find complete happiness and contentment from within, being single, being alone, being in isolation, doing your thing, um, then sharing your happiness and sharing these experiences that you have in your life with people will actually just make you feel even better. It's like a you know icing on the cake, cherry on top. Um, but human connection and genuine relationships are 100% needed in order to, um, you know, feel whole. Like, yes, like we are whole on our own, but we also need relationships. So yes and no. Happiness is only real when shared, but you can also find happiness from within if you don't have the perfect relationship or you're estranged from your family. You can find your people. You can you can create new experiences um, in your life to help you heal and integrate. So I hope that this episode helped you kind of, you know, maybe reflect on some things that I know I'm not the only one going through these things. I know that energy is energy and the collective is kind of always ebbing and flowing through these energies together. 
I definitely, definitely felt that at the beach. I felt like everybody was kind of in this lighter energy. So um, I hope that you enjoy your day, your evening, whatever you are doing today, whatever you're doing this evening. Um, honor yourself, honor your body, honor your spirit. Notice where you feel the best and listen to those calls. Listen to those divine calls that you get within, within your, your mind and your body telling you if you need a change, if you need to move somewhere, if you need to reach out to someone. Really honor everything that you need and that you desire to heal and to evolve and to feel better. So I'll leave you with the rest of this song. It is called it. Habit by Still Woozy. You be my woman right. I don't want you having. Anytime I know you're living in the home. Anytime I know I could let you have it. You could be my habit. You could be my woman right. I don't want you having. Anytime I know. So bad, bad as the sun. Will she break me? Then I fall. I don't know the half of it anymore. Yeah, well, I could give a fuck about you. She can get whatever she needs. Every time that she looked at me, you know, I felt weak in my knee. Wanna try to be fancy, love, you know. I could give a fuck about you. You know that I do my work. Even when you come and close, you always hit on the nose, but. Never know how you could know, but treat me like a, treat me, treat me like a, I don't know the hat, why don't you want a, what? treat me like the queen, slap your knees like the queen, laugh, I could let you have it, you could be my habit, you could be my woman, right, I don't want you having, anytime I know. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.